The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. John Durham. John Durham is expecting, um, we're expecting him to release a report real soon, and I am not hopeful that there will be any indictments. I know I sound like a stick in the mud. I have been hopeful for so many years after breaking so many stories um, on this. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, You know, Attorney General William Barr appointed John Durham, who is an upstanding prosecutor from Connecticut. And we believe, and many of us who have been working on these stories regarding the Russia hoax, regarding what happened to President Trump since 2016 for the last four years that I have been reporting on these stories, we believed that there would be indictments. Still to this day, the only person, the only person that is facing any kind of time other than everybody that the witch hunt Mueller team, Robert Mueller team, and we'll get to that in a second, dealt with, you know, other than President Trump's associates, the only person in the FBI Bureau, the Department of Justice, the private entities like Fusion GPS, the foreign intelligence agents that were working against us in the, you know, in the United States, people like Christopher Steele, remember the former MI6 British intelligence officer that was working with, oh, God only knows who, uh, John Brennan, former CIA director. And, uh, you know, James Clapper and Fusion GPS and all of those guys. The only person has been Kevin Kleinsmith. Yeah, the low guy on the token pole, right? The one who fiddled with the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act application of that Carter Page that allowed the FBI to spy on campaign aide Carter Page. And this is just insane. It's nuts. I've talked to Carter Page numerous times. In fact, Carter Page and I met in Washington, D.C., over three and a half years ago, or about three years ago, I remember Carter was in his baseball hat. He was hiding. They had destroyed him publicly. They had basically leaked information, they being, you know, people in the FBI that had this fake dossier. And now we find out that Robert Mueller's team basically took over 20 phones, and I'm talking Andrew Weissman, Jeannie Ree, all of these folks, all of these lawyers that were, it was basically a setup. So, you know, Robert Mueller investigate the special counsel investigation and they went after they didn't find any collusion or conspiracy with Russia because there isn't any. But you know what they did do? What you and I can't do? They basically took their phones and wiped them clean. Yes, they took their phones and they wiped them clean. You and I could not do that. So now we don't even know. The OIG, the Office of Inspector General, can't look at their phones and see what shenanigans they were up to inside the special counsel. It's a big joke. Remember that? So, and then you got Peter Strzok. 
Remember the FBI agent who basically was involved in all of this, in all of this. Now he's on TV and he's talking about the fact that, oh, no, I still believe even though he doesn't have one iota of evidence, even though he should be prosecuted, even though he should be prosecuted because he attempted basically attempted with all of his cohorts, that's um, Andrew McCabe, the former deputy director of the FBI, uh, James Comey, the former director of the FBI, and, you know, John Brennan, I'm going to bring that up again, former CIA director, uh, James Clapper, all of these folks, all of these folks, right, attempted to coup a president of the United States. Actually, they don't really even care about Donald Trump. Let Let me put it to you frankly. They care about you. They were attempting to coup You, those Americans that actually voted for President Trump, that's who they are most afraid of. They don't care about Trump. They would would love to go to Trump's parties. They would love for Trump to be back in New York in his high rise where they can all mix and mingle and talk and step on all the little people, you know, and hang out with Trump at his parties. They just don't like him now because they can't own him. They can't own him the way they've owned other people and other presidents. They just... They just can't. And I'm talking about the most powerful people in this country. So right now, that's what we are up against. We need to know the truth. Will John Durham deliver the truth in a report? Will he hold people accountable? I have some stories coming up on SarahACarter.com that will reveal some new news into that. So you got to go to SarahACarter.com to read my latest stories there. And you will be, I think, pleasantly surprised and shocked at how bad the corruption was Uh, during that investigation into President Trump. But before I go there, and before I get to our next subject, which I know you're all on the edge of your seats about, this is about life on other planets. This is about interviewing uh, new and exciting people that are in the search for this. What are these UFOs that we're seeing? Are these unidentified aerial vehicles? What is this phenomena that the Pentagon has a special office for? Before we go to the former British Defense Minister, um, Nick Pope, who worked in a special program, actually, in Great Britain that dealt with this. Before we go to him, to Nick Pope, um, I want to tell you something that is important to me, and it's about keeping America, America, right? This is what's so important. Folks, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I know I've said this a million times before, but I absolutely 100% believe it's still true. America itself is on the ballot. The police are on the ballot. Radicals are pushing to defund law enforcement while doing nothing to deter the looting and violence that is tearing our nation's cities apart. The fact is, our safety is on the ballot. Our way of life, too. That's why I'm urging you to join an effort sponsored by Job Creators Network. Listen again, that's Job Creators Network. They're working with the biggest conservative hosts in America— like me, and Hannity, Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, Gallagher, Hugh Hewitt, Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, and even the chicks on the right. Love those gals. They're working with all of us to get the message out. This election is about one thing and one thing only, folks. It's about turnout. The left has got their get the vote machine out. We need ours. That's why the single most important thing you can do to save our country is to go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com. Go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com and become a volunteer in the biggest get-out-the-vote effort in conservative history. You'll be given tasks that can make you a, a part of this difference in November. Do a little, do a lot, but please do your part. 
Go to keepamericaamerica.com now, and that's keepamericaamerica.com. Wow, look at all you can do to make a difference in this country. Not only do we want full disclosure, right? Because we deserve that. This is a free nation. This is a democratic nation about what happened in the Russia hoax scam that has literally torn our nation apart for the last four years. But we need to know the truth about what is going on in our skies. Why is our government investing so many hundreds of millions of dollars, billions even, to find out what's going on up there? We have a right to know. This is why Senate leaders are asking for full reports. This is why the Pentagon has a division within the Pentagon. I've had Lou Elizondo on the show a couple of times already. He's talked about his work at the Pentagon and what they were doing to track these unmanned aerial vehicles that people have been seeing in the Navy. Military officials, I'm not going to laugh about UFOs and aliens and little green men. I'm not going to make fun of it. I want to know the truth. I want to know, are we alone or is there something out there? How does this affect us? What is this going to do to our national security? Is there even a national security concern here? How are we going to handle this full disclosure if it actually happens? And you know what? I believe you hear a lot of stories, right? And I'm just going to take a step back. You hear a lot of stories that... Well, they don't, the government doesn't want people to know because they're afraid people are going to go into a panic. If people find out that we're not alone, it's going to set people off. I don't believe that for one minute. I believe that people are smart enough and intelligent enough to make their own decisions. We're not some Hollywood movie. We're not all going to hear, oh yeah, there's life somewhere else in the universe and we're going to run around pulling our hair out like crazy people in the street like, ah, no, life somewhere in the universe. I'm just going to lose my mind and start looting. Wait, maybe we will. (laughs) Think about all the craziness that we've been seeing, right? Oh, maybe only the Democrats will do that. They will start rioting. I think conservatives will have, what what are they calling it now? Peaceful protests. (laughs) Um, maybe Democrats will run out in the street pulling out their hair. No, I'm just teasing. I don't even think Democrats will because we've seen a lot of Democrats, um, you know, Senate leaders, even Harry Reid, who's retired, right, um, who want to know the truth, who want these reports, who want our government to start sharing this information. And, and you know, just like Lou Elizondo said, let me play a clip. I'm going to play a clip first before we go any further. This is a clip with me and Lou Elizondo on our last interview. And and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about why I believe not only Lou Elizondo, but Nick Pope are so important in putting the pieces together and getting the truth out. Let's listen to this clip really quick. Have they ever interfered, ever interfered with our military apparatus that we know? Absolutely, absolutely unequivocally. And that I think that's wow that's for us why we why we raise the alarm bells. There are, there are historic incidents where people have actually come forward. These are miss what we call in the Air Force missileers, individuals, officers that are that their whole job is to to turn the keys when the time comes. Uh, and they've had uh, multiple multiple witnesses and radar tracks. Think about what Lou Elizondo just disclosed. Every day we're getting a little bit more and a little bit more. There was actually a direct, what they saw, an apparent national security threat 
at our nuclear silos, right? We don't know what we're seeing. The government is trying to understand this. So it's not a joking thing. It's not something to laugh about, right? I mean, it's very serious. Whether this, whether these un, unidentified aerial vehicles or uh, UFOs, unidentified flying objects, whether these are uh, something that maybe belong to our enemy states, which they don't believe based on how they maneuver and how they move, technology that apparently we do not have here on Earth right now, or if they are from some other place or some other dimension, you hear all kinds of theories about this, uh, it's a little concerning. So we should understand. We should understand what's going on here. You know, Lou Elizondo has a great show. It's called Unidentified. It's on the History Channel. It's called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigations. And I tell you, if you have not seen it, you should. It is very detailed. Um, it's taken very serious. And there's oh, there's so much new footage. You know, it's not like any of those old uh, videos that you see or the the same old series that you see on, uh, you know, different channels I won't mention. Uh, this is all new footage. It's all new people, uh, all new eyewitnesses. So you don't want to miss that. But more importantly, I think that we have to understand that this isn't just a phenomena that our Pentagon is studying. This is something that happened that that people all over the world are investigating. I'm talking the top physicists, the top scientists, um, other military apparatus, other governments. And for example, before I get to Nick Pope, and it, he's absolutely incredible, I have wanted to talk to him for so long. Uh, he and I met briefly, I believe in 2007, uh, when there was actually a panel discussion and a meeting in Washington, D.C., between some of the top world leaders that are investigating the UFO phenomena and top physicists. Uh, so he is he is going to be here with us today. He ran the British government's basically UFO project. That was from 1991 to 1994. Um, he researched and investigated uh, UFOs, unidentified flying objects. He also uh, investigated uh, people that claimed to have alien abductions, crop circles, other strange phenomena, and he um, has been an advisor in this field for some time. So he has some very, very important information, new breaking information that he is going to share with us here at the Sarah Carter Show. But before I get to Nick, I, of course, cannot forget to uh, warn all of you out there who have cats that if you are not using Arm & Hammer, you are, you are not using the right litter. I'm telling you right now, I've got cats and trust me, I know how stinky they can be. Do you want a cat litter that absorbs odor causing wetness like a parched desert cactus? Do you want that? Well, Arm & Hammer's got a litter for you. New Absorb X with desert dry minerals. Wetness disappears like a Texas raindrop on a hot tin roof. Odor Adios. It's lightweight. Lightning fast, odor absorbing desert dry cat litter. I'm not even joking because I'm going to tell you something. My daughter just showed up from college because you know how everybody's doing that homeschooling. She brought her two cats with her and I cannot stand the smell of cat urine or the number two. And I use Arm & Hammer and you cannot smell it at all. So get $4 off now at armandhammer.com slash bounty. That's $4 off now at armandhammer.com slash bounty. New Absorb X from Arm & Hammer. More power to you.
But right now I say more power to me and Nick Pope. We don't have to deal with any kitties today. We just have to deal with the UFO phenomena and the big breaking news. Um, Nick, thank you so much for being on the Sarah Carter Show today. I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are, and um, I know that this is a subject that uh, you have spent your life dedicated to and one that you take very seriously, and I think we're coming to a point in our history modern history, where we're finally taking this away from the fringes, this subject matter away from the fringes and into the mainstream, and people are actually concerned and serious about the study of unidentified uh, flying objects or unidentified uh, aerial phenomena, correct? Absolutely, and thanks for having me on your show. It's great to be on. And you're absolutely right. This subject, a couple of years ago, people would have laughed or people would have consigned it in the bin along with a whole load of crazy conspiracy theories. And now we know that the president has been briefed on this. The Senate Intelligence Committee is interested and has called for a report from Director of National Intelligence. The Armed Services Committee is also tracking this. The US Navy are having these encounters. And finally, this subject has come out of the shadows and people within government, within the mainstream media are recognizing it for the serious defense and national security issue that it actually is. It must have been so interesting because for so many years, I've known about you for so many years, I've always taken this subject seriously because there have been so many incredible people physicists, scientists, um, researchers all over the world, and, and people, men and women just like you, who have tried to bring this subject into the mainstream without being ridiculed or sidelined. Um, talk a little bit about your work um, with the British government on the project that you were dealing with at the Defense Ministry from 1991 to 94, and, and how that changed your perspective, I guess, on the UFO phenomena. Well, I was simply assigned into that post. I was a civilian employee of the Ministry of Defense, so the equivalent of the U.S. Department of Defense. I did about eight different jobs in a 21-year career. But my time on the UFO program was absolutely the most fascinating uh, thing that I've done. And, and to be honest with you, I was skeptical about all this. And I, I thought it was all just slightly crazy stuff. I wondered why we were spending any defense resources on this at <laughs> all. And and sure, you know, 90, 95% of it does turn out to be misidentification, but that's not what interested me. What interested me were the cases we received, and there were plenty over the years, where these things were seen by commercial airline pilots and by our, our own military pilots, where radar operators track them. And as we've seen recently in the US, where we had, for example, Ford looking infrared camera footage of these things. So it elevated it. The work I was doing at the government in, in the UK, it elevated this above and beyond just stories and hearsay and took us into the evidence and the, the territory of, of having hard physical evidence of this. You know, I want to play a little clip here for you before we go into the details. Um, it's so fascinating to me, everything that you've worked on and the research you've worked on. Before I get into that, I want to play this clip. This is a British Airways to Irish Aviation Authority. I want to get your take on it, if you could listen to it really quick. Good to uh, come up on our left-hand side and then rapidly veer to the north. Uh, we have so bright light and then it's just, just here at a very high speed. I'm um, just wondering, 
He didn't think it was a likely collision course, he was wondering what that could have been. Meteor or another object making some kind of re-entry. Appeared to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory. Uh, very bright from where we were. Okay, that's copy down there. Is there a direction it was going in or anything? Try it's copy, thank you. Uh, the Virgin 76 uh, also saw that in our uh, 11 o'clock position. Uh, two bright lights. Roger, that's copy, thank you. Glad it wasn't just me. No, uh, yeah, very interesting that one. Say again. Hey, thank you. Uh, Virgin 76, I saw uh, two bright lights at 11 o'clock seem to um, back over to the right and then uh, climb away at, uh, at speed, at least from our perspective. Okay, we're passing that on there, thank you. Here you have pilots saying, we see two bright lights. They talk about the speed, the acceleration of the speed. They're, they're, obviously, they don't recognize this as being something familiar, something that uh, they would say, like, okay, we see this aircraft off to the left. You know, it looks like it's a TWA flight or, you know, what, they, they're actually looking at something unfamiliar that is flying and maneuvering quite rapidly. Is this a type of report that you would get often in, uh, you know, the Ministry of Defense? I, I mean, pilots who are qualified pilots who seemingly are are normal and have all their faculties, they, they're not crazy, they're not somebody that would make this stuff up? Absolutely. These sorts of cases were the bread and butter of my job. And, and uh, clearly, as you say, these, these are people with excellent eyesight, uh, excellent uh, perception when it comes to the distance an object is away from the observer, the speed, the acceleration. And when they say, as, as you heard in that clip, when they say this is an object that banked and then climbed away rapidly. I mean, these, these people are not misidentifying things like meteorites or other aircraft. And, and we see this again, of course, with the, the Tic Tac incident that I, I think you discussed with Lou, for example. And I saw a report, I think, just today on, on Fox News somewhere, I think, where Commander David Fravor, one of the main pilot witnesses to all this, described the UFO apparently jamming the radar system. And he used the very provocative term, this is an act of war. Now, I, I mean, he wasn't actually saying that, that the UFO was engaging him in a hostile way. But when a pilot says, you know, if somebody jams your radar, that's an act of war. And when these commercial airline pilots that we just listened to described these speeds and maneuvers that seem to go way ahead of anything we've got in our own inventory, then it's no wonder that the Senate Intelligence Committee and others are saying, we need answers on this and we need them now. When Lou Elizondo described them, he described them over 400 Gs. He gave, um, you know, descriptions of the Tic Tac object that they would look for specific identifiers at the Pentagon. Was that something that you would do as well at the British Defense Ministry? And I mean, you brought up a very important point uh, that it's not necessarily that it was an act of war, but the fact that they did jam apparently jam uh, those radar, and as well as the fact that. It appears that these objects are very interested in our nuclear facilities. That's something that comes up quite often. Even with the Rendlesham Forest incident in Great Britain, that was something that was, wasn't known then to the public, but later on, uh, the military officials, the American military officials that actually witnessed the event and saw the objects uh, near Rendlesham Forest said that, well, you know, it, it was a nuclear 
site, an area where 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 they were dealing with nuclear um, nuclear weapons or nuclear armament. So, is that something that concerns you? Is that something that concerned the British Defense Ministry? It's of extreme concern, and and you know, even though I've taken early retirement from the Ministry of Defense some years ago, I I rather think that I'm neither supposed to confirm nor deny the presence of nuclear weapons at, at Rendlesham, even if it's now a piece of Cold War history. But uh, what I will say is that there are certainly, I'm aware of numerous cases where there have been these, these interactions. And again, whether it doesn't matter whether people think this is uh, from Russia, from China, or from somewhere else. Clearly, when this sort of thing is happening, we need to know what's going on. And, uh, you know, in, in military terms, I know this sounds rather odd, but uh, as you may know, there's, there's an equation for this. You actually define a threat as being capability times intent. Well, capability, we know from the pilots, from the radar operators, from the films we have, capability looks to be incredibly impressive. Intent, that's a big unknown. And therefore, we can't, we can't say whether there's a threat or not because one of the factors in the equation is unknown. But again, in, in government terms, in military terms, and this is the way we looked at it, it's certainly in the UK and I'm sure in the US too, it's better to assume there's a threat and then be pleasantly surprised if one doesn't materialize than assume that everything's fine and get caught with your pants down, if you'll excuse the analogy, <laughs> if, if a threat suddenly materializes. Well, that's absolutely true. And now we have evidence and we know that there's bacterial, microbial life on other planets. That's big breaking news right now. So we can't act like this is fringe. We can't keep looking at these aerial phenomena or these UFOs that people are seeing, and especially in modern times when people have cell phones, when they have the capability to record and, uh, and then get that information across the globe in a matter of seconds. There's no way to really hide that. Uh, do you think I'm going to make this a two-part question. One, do you think that disclosure has become imperative because there's no way to really hide it anymore? And two, um, this recent discovery of microbial life on Venus, do you think that just opens up a whole new set of challenges or uh, maybe it, the revelation itself should get people to the point where they're like, okay, we aren't the only life form in the universe? I'll take the second question first. Uh, this news of the possible, and, and in fact, according to some scientists, probable discovery of life, mi microbial life on Venus is immense news. I mean, I, I think this can't be overstated. If indeed this is a sort of second genesis in our own solar system, then the implications are staggering and profound because uh, the skeptics always used to say, um, well, life is some sort of cosmic miracle, uh, probably an infinitesimal uh, sequence of things had to happen. And you know, the chances of it happening anywhere else in the universe are tiny. Well, look, if, if it turns out that it happened not once but twice just in our own solar system, the clear implication is that life arises much more easily than we, we thought. And therefore, life is probably commonplace in the universe. And the same sorts of processes that apply here 
probably apply elsewhere, that there's going to be this drive to complexity, the evolutionary um, struggle to, to, you know, first randomly mutate, but then evolve. And, and, and there seems to be an advantage in intelligence. So I, I think, you know, this is just literally breaking news, but it's immense. I think now, it is immense. It, I, I was going to say what you, what you're saying is something that had been brought up actually in 2013. And I was trying to remember, but remember it was November 4th, 2013, when astronomers reported that based on the Kepler space mission data, that there could be as many as 40 billion Earth-sized planets orbiting the inhabit the habitable zones, actually, of the sun-like stars and red dwarf stars within the Milky Way galaxy. That's just within the Milky Way galaxy. That's incredible to me. 40 it, billion Earth-sized planets. Pretty soon when you start talking about this, there are so many zeros, your head starts spinning. And, and of course, in all of this... You don't need to find a whole bunch of alien civilizations. You only need to find one. And in a universe nearly 14 billion years old, what might a civilization with a few million years head start on us look like? And I, that, I think, takes us neatly to your first question about disclosure and is it inevitable? I think it is. And I, I would go so far as to say it's not a question of if, it's, it's when, and I would go further, I'd say we're seeing disclosure now. Look, a few years ago, if you'd have got in touch with the public affairs department at the Pentagon and asked about UFOs, they, they would have said nobody's interested, nobody's investigating. Now they are putting out press releases on this. Uh, SecDef discussed this with his opposite number uh, the, the Japanese defense minister in their recent bilateral meeting. Senate Intelligence Committee has asked for a report. The Pentagon is itself releasing these videos. And, and so there is zero doubt about the authenticity of all of this. And by their own admission, it's unidentified. Uh, right. That's their own words from their, their own press release. So we are seeing disclosure now, I think. I think you're absolutely right, Nick. And I, I'm also looking right now at a report out of Japan from Kyoto News that the Japan defense chief has instructing his self-defense forces on what to do in case of unidentified flying object sightings. So he's basically saying, here's what you need to do. They have actual protocol now for this because they know that something is happening and that that is not explainable, right? I mean, we're starting to, I think, see this across the board and around the world. And there have been a number of sightings in South America and Central America as well, in Mexico. So when you see the defense minister of Japan actually lay out protocol for this, for actually reporting um, what he believes is unidentified flying objects, I think we're at a point where people are saying, okay, wait a minute, there's something happening here and we don't have all the answers. Do you think these can be enemy state uh, technologies, like could these be technologies that the Chinese have developed or technology that maybe the Russians have developed or maybe even technology that the United States has developed but hasn't disclosed yet? Do you think we have that kind of advanced technology? 
Well, I can't entirely rule it out. And of course, uh, I, although I investigated this for the British government, I don't have, I don't have an insight into what the, the current US capabilities are, or indeed what they might know about Russia and China. So I can't rule it out. But listening to some of the people involved, whether it's people like Lou Elizondo, whether it's people like Christopher Mellon, David Fravor, or, or whether it's some of the people on the intelligence committee who've who've kind of talked about this. They said they've received classified briefings, but they can't say much more. But some of them have dropped hints, I think, that, that pretty much rule out the Russia, China, US black projects theories. And that doesn't give you much else in, in way of theories aside from the extraterrestrial hypothesis. And as far as I know, they haven't ruled that out. But you mentioned the Japan thing, and I, I think that is interesting. We we know from a recent press conference that the Japanese defense secretary gave that this did come up in his, I think it was August 29th meeting with the US mm -hmm. uh, Secretary of Defense. And I actually asked DOD Public Affairs to confirm this. And I said, why isn't it in the the uh, readout note that the Pentagon published? And I'm, I'm still waiting for an answer. But there seems little doubt that whether it's in the US or whether it's Japan or elsewhere, finally, people are saying, we've been missing a trick here. Uh, because of the pop culture baggage associated with the term UFO, uh, we have been ignoring something that's been right under our noses. And that's why we in the UK dropped the term UFO and we replaced it with UAP, which is now what the US government uh, is, is using itself. And, you know, one more point on this. It's not just Japan. The US Navy last year issued guidance to its pilots telling them what to do if they encounter these things. They confirmed they'd issued the guidance, but they said, we won't reveal what the guidance says because that's classified. I know that's so fascinating to me. And you're absolutely right. They did the the term UFO has been formally dropped, although people do recognize that and understand it as being something from outer space. It is unidentified aerial phenomena, and that is what is being used. Um, I am very interested in, you know, before I wrap up with you and and we uh, end the interview, I, I don't want to let you go without, one, making a promise to bring you back on because I feel like we have so much we need to discuss and talk about. I never feel there's enough time on this show for everything. And two... How do you overcome that? I mean, all of these years, um, you know, you're you're on a quest, a scientific quest, to prove something that you absolutely believe and others believe and know to be true. Some who have seen it personally and they just want answers. They're not trying to say, you know, one one way or another whether whether these are from another planet or whether this is technology from here. They just want answers. How do you combat that type of you know, that type of um, ridicule that comes from, you know, that came from the mainstream media every time somebody would try to report uh, something of this magnitude um, on these UAPs. I think you, you simply combat it with the facts. And now we are in a much better situation. We can point to the videos on the DOD website. We have the on the record comments from a number of, of senators uh, intelligence officials and former military pilots and radar operators. So 
what we now have, which we didn't have before, is this huge body of verifiable data from the government itself. So, you know, we are in this fortunate position that it's no longer a case of making claims. It's, it's, it's a question of saying these are the facts and here are the government's own films and documents. And now what we need to do is, is take matters forward. And I'm glad that the newly constituted and set up UAP task force uh, that, that the DOD announced uh, just a couple of weeks ago is, is going to be taking this forward with the Senate Intelligence Committee and there's going to be a report. And I'm absolutely happy to take you up on that offer and come back and talk about this in, in more detail as, as all this evolves. Because, you know, the, this is going to, when it comes, and I think it will, it's going to touch every aspect of our lives, politics, religion, science, technology, everything will change. I and agree with we you. We don't, on- as I say, you, you know, the skeptics mm-hmm. only... Yeah, the skeptics need to be right every day. The believers only need to be right once. And we're, we're getting there. I think that's a great way of putting it. And I think you're 100% right. It will affect every aspect of humanity. It will be the greatest uh, disclosure and discovery of humankind, uh, whether or not we are alone. And I don't and- believe we are. And one other point, I really hope this comes up in the presidential debates, because I think there's a lot of interest in that. And who knows, wouldn't aliens be the ultimate October surprise? Oh, that would be (laughs) that would be the best October surprise. Please take us out of ourselves and into outer space. That would that may be the one thing that could unify all humanity. Right now, we are just tearing each other apart. You know this. I know this. Maybe an alien could salvage us from ourselves. (laughs) I think that would be the October surprise I would be looking for. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for being on the Sarah Carter show today. I look forward to bringing you back. I am going to bring you back. Uh, You know what? I'm going to do a Columbo thing. I have one more question. I know I see my producer over there, Greg, looking at me like, Sarah, you just won't stop talking about UFOs. But I need to ask one more quick question from Nick. What do you think that Senate Intelligence Report is going to say? Do you think they're going to tell us the truth or do you think it's going to be a cover up? I think they might honestly say we don't know. And um, unless they have solved the mystery, maybe even the resources and capabilities of the United States government isn't quite yet able to get a handle on this amazing technology in our own skies. And that would be disappointing. It would be disconcerting, but it would be very interesting, too. Okay, well, we're just going to wait and see what uh, what what that report is going to say. And I'm definitely going to be bringing you back on shortly. Thank you so much for being with me today, Nick. I hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed that we'll get some new information out of that Senate intelligence report. Thanks, Sarah. I don't know about you, but to me, doing these uh, UFO, UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena shows are pretty much my most favorite because it takes us away from the craziness of our own planet out into outer space to deal with the craziness that's going on up there. And that seems far more interesting sometimes than what's happening down here. But before I go any further, I know the last thing anyone wants to do right now is go to the grocery store. I know I don't want to go to the grocery store. It's crowded. You got to wear masks and the selection is not always great. Instead, you want to stay at home, kick up your feet 
and let Omaha Steaks, yes, Omaha Steaks, I love their ribeyes, love their filet mignon, love their top sirloin. You got to go to Omaha Steaks and get their delicious food, and it will come directly to your door. Right now, you can get a gourmet grill-out package exclusive for my listeners. You, my listeners, can get an exclusive. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code Carter, that's my last name, simple, C-A-R-T-E-R, into the search bar. Remember that, you go into the search bar, go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, into the search bar. And for a limited time, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds in extra burgers and gourmet jumbo franks. That's your favorite hot dogs. Free with your order. The Grill Out Favorites Package. It lets you stay home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town. This incredible package includes bacon-wrapped filet mignon. Oh my gosh, how can anything get better than that? Top sirloin, boneless chicken breasts, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo. I'm talking jumbo franks. If you haven't had them, I'm telling you, you are not going to want to miss them. You got to get this. You got to get this, folks. They also have side dishes and world-renowned, ultra-delicious Caramel apple tartlets, like little pies, and so much more. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality. I would not be doing this for them if I didn't believe in their product. It is an absolutely superior product. Every order is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. Think about that. You don't need even need to go anywhere. You don't need to do anything. Just stay home, and it'll come right to your front door. Order the Grill Out Favorites package today, and don't forget about the four free Omaha Steak Burgers and four free Gourmet Jumbo Franks. Visit omahasteaks.com and remember to type the code CARTER, C-A-R-T-E-R, into the search bar, omahasteaks.com. I'm not going to forget about all the hard work and what the American people deserve more than anything is the truth, right? That's why I do the Sarah Carter Show. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I started, you know, SarahACarter.com. That's why I have a Twitter handle, at SarahCarterDC. Not because, you know, I, I want to post stuff about what, I, you know, my daily life. I want, I'm like you. I want the truth. I come to think about all the hard work I've done over the last four years, you know, and all the different news agencies I've worked for and how difficult it's been to just Try to get that truth out to the American people. Try to be a voice for the voiceless. Even when I was, you know, in Afghanistan and I was interviewing soldiers on the front lines of the battlefield, or when I would talk to Border Patrol agents who worked, I believe, on the front lines of our national security, on the front lines of our 2,000-mile-plus border with Mexico— Right. And and what they had to deal with and the drug cartels and the and the battles against their own Department of Homeland Security. And when I think about, you know, what happened at the Pentagon and, you know, Lou Elizondo and uh, trying to get the truth out about what are these unidentified aerial phenomena or vehicles that are in our skies that are posing possibly a threat to our nation. And I think about all the people that want to keep the truth from us. Right. The American people, people in the government, people in the bureaucracy that are working against basically the fundamental foundation of our country, that democracy, that freedom, that liberty that makes us so unique and so incredible. And that is the envy of people all over the world where people will sacrifice anything to get here. 
to get to this country, including my own family, including my mother, and leaving Cuba and leaving the land she knew behind in the 1960s and getting on a plane with a little suitcase and just hoping for a better life. We can't give that away. We can't give away our freedom. We can't get too lazy that we don't fight for it. And I'm not talking about fighting in the streets. I'm sick of seeing young people tearing each other apart, tearing their cities apart, rioting. I'm tired of seeing us tear each other apart on the news. You know, people have said to me, and I say this over and over again, you know, sometimes I'm just tired of the divisiveness. They say, well, why don't you write a story about this? Or why don't you write this book? This isn't about making money. Not for me. You know, it really isn't. I mean, I need to make money. I need to live. I need to take care of my family, um, you know, and we're all dealing with our own lives and we all have our own crosses to bear. But this is really about America. This is about who we are as a people and not forgetting who we are and how important we are to one another. Uh, I was thinking about my husband, um, and we have this new guide dog. I don't know if I filled you guys in on this. I'm, before I get off, I, I know I'm going to leave you with like a, a big story. No, <laughs> it's my own personal story. So we had this new guide dog named Summit. And Summit didn't exactly work out for my husband. My husband's blind, completely blind. Um, he was wounded in Afghanistan. Um, I think you've all heard that story before if you've heard this podcast. And lost his eyesight. Um, it was about almost a year and a half after we got married. Uh, and so Marty has, an, we have, we have our dog, Kenny, he's retiring out. We got this dog summit. He didn't really work. And we just got a new guide dog. He's amazing. Um, and so far so good. He's working great. His name's Danny. He is just this full of energy, young pup, you know, almost two years old, wants to do everything for my husband, wants to guide him everywhere. And the other day I was talking to my husband, we were talking about, you know, the guys and the people he's served with. And I was thinking about that, you know, when they're out on the battlefield, they're fighting together. It doesn't matter, you know, what color you are, uh, where you come from, if you're Jewish, if you're Catholic, if you're Buddhist, if you're a Mormon, it doesn't matter when you're on the front line. You're Americans. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter where your family's from. You rely on each other to survive, right? You rely on each other. It's about fighting for your country. What have we forgotten? Where are we right now? It's so tragic. It's so sad. I mean, literally, I'm turning into a girl right now and I want to cry. I'm going to cry because it really is, it really is disheartening. We have an amazing nation. It's a young nation. It's a fragile nation, but it's filled with a spirit of strength and unity and freedom and liberty that we cannot forget. And we have to be there for one another. We have to take a step back and stop tearing each other apart. We have an election this November, and I just pray every single day to God. I, I believe in God. I pray. I'm a Christian. You can pray to whatever you want. The universe. I pray every single day that come election in November, we peacefully transition to whatever that is, whether that's President Trump or a President Biden, that we don't tear each other apart, that we learn to lift each other up, because this is all we got, folks. It's just us 
And eventually it'll be just us and the aliens. Thank you so much for being with the Sarah Carter Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Nick Pope, for being such a, a, a hero in my book and going after a subject that so few people are willing to talk about publicly. Thank you, Lou Elizondo. You guys have added so much to this show. I can't wait to get back with you next week. Remember... You can subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are enjoying this show, we would love to have you give us a five-star rating. Remember that. Give us a kind review and a five-star rating. We read them all, and it's really important to us. And remember, at The Sarah Carter Show, we are taking the story back. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit DanaRadio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Booty Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code LEAVES. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.